Hello and welcome to Cobra S Company's latest podcast. Today we're joined by Judy Hopkins, um, a partner at Hopkins Communications. Judy, welcome. hi. Thanks, James. How are you? I'm great. Thanks Good. for uh, joining us. Thanks for having me. I usually do a kind of an intro. Yeah. But like, your intro is very, very important. I'm going to do it no justice. It's grand. I don't care. You ready? Yeah, go All for right. it. I'm going to start with like the company, obviously, because, yeah. you know. Hopkins Communications is an independent, fully integrated marketing communications agency. You specialize in marketing, advertising, public relations, graphic design, print, digital, and social media, web design and development, promotions, and events. Correct. It is a lot. And then some. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I haven't even gone on to the rest of it. <laughs> I'm still going. We're going to be here. Half the podcast is going to be <laughs> yeah, talking about the company. the intro about Hopkins Communications. <sighs> Whilst you have 16 strong team currently, you, par- you have part-time promotions team is made up of 60 members and you've staff based all around Ireland, which allows you to facilitate promotional campaigns for a variety of national clients, including brands like Munster Rugby, Skechers, Jägermeister. But you also work with many SMEs and entrepreneurs. Correct. Yeah. So we do everything from like startups to SMEs to large multinationals and it's local, national and international as well. So we have a partnership with a, a group, a network of agencies, 3AW as well, so we can service Clients in, I think, 30 countries worldwide as well. Wow. Yeah. That's very impressive. They're aware now. Yeah. <laughs> um, your, your company has a lot of Hopkins. Mm. So Hopkins. You've, z- 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 yeah, you've got Mark as the MD, Mary's a founder, and Dave Hopkins is the, the chairman. Yeah. Like, I'm taking a wild guess here that it's a family business. Go away. Yeah. yeah. Like, geez, you're, you're a clever man. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, mum actually founded it in 1990. And then when mum retired, I think it was in 2017, the deal was that dad would come on as chairman so that myself and Mark wouldn't kill each other, really. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that was going to lead me to the next question, which is, you know, I, I come from a family business. Yeah. How do you, how do you find a family business? Peaks and troughs, you know mm. yourself, like the business itself is doing really well. Um, the team we have is phenomenal. Um, and Mark and I get on really well. Sometimes we have our blowouts, but sure, that's yeah. to be expected anyway. But we work really well because we kind of do different services within the business. Our expertise is different. So we balance each other out that way. Yeah, I think the, the family business is always kind of a, a tough one. I think it's something like three in five family businesses fail. Mm. A statistic on under, but I just think that I know you, you kind of the one you've you've thirty years in business now, thirty three this year, yeah. And um, at one point it was Mum, Mark, and I working in the business together, and Mum and I were we'll say the PR and events side of things, uh, while Mark was the advertising side of things. So Mum and I worked really closely together. Mm. So at one point, the three of us were there and it was tough going, but also I learned so much from mum, so I can't really complain. Like, so, That's good. Yeah. Do you want to carry on with your... Do your thing, whatever yeah. you want. Yep. I'm going to give you a little bit about Judy. Judy is an active member of the Cork Chamber and sits on the Chamber Annual Dinner Task Force. She is also former chair of the Marketing Institute of Ireland Cork and still resides in the committee as PR and comms partner, former chair and co-founder of the British and Irish Trading Alliance Cork Chapter, and former radio host at Cork City Community Radio, The Business Hour. Where in the name of God do you find the time to do all that? Well, I have started to try and step back from things. So the radio show was great and all of that. But as you well know, there's a lot of time that goes into researching your guest, mm. preparing your questions for them, you know, etc., etc. So that one I had to kind of 
step back from the marketing institute um, because it's very it's directly relevant to what we do. I've brought some team members on mm. to kind of take some of the slack, and I'm trying to be there more as a kind of a an extra set of eyes and ears rather than being heavily involved now. And the chamber stuff, to be fair to Cork Chamber, like they have internal team members, so it's not a huge drain on my time. Um, and again, bit I had to step back from that as well because it was I just ha- I was doing everything for I was a real yes woman, mm. so now I'm trying to kind of not be that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because your your company, you were finalist for the Cork Chamber SME Company of the Year 2020. Yeah, that was huge actually. That because normally when you enter the Cork Chamber Awards, it takes a few years for you mm. to be a finalist. But we the first year we entered, we made it to the finals in the SME category. There was just us and two other companies that made it to the finals. And to be fair, the company that won are saving lives, like, so we can't really complain there. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we're promoting that they're saving lives, <laughs> but they're actually saving lives. So um, <laughs> that was a huge achievement, to be fair. We were really proud, and the whole family went to the dinner that night as well, and it was great. Yeah, because yeah, there was a lot of really good SME companies. In, in oh, unbelievable, Park. like, yeah. A tough category, so well yeah. done. Thank very, you. Very good achievement. Um before we kind of get into the questions about kind of, you know, the company and what you do and what you suggest other companies can do, I just want to kind of touch on this one that you, you were previously named Businesswoman of the Month by RSVP Live and were also named as RSVP Magazine's Most Influential Cork Woman. Named one of. Wow. Not actual, not, not well, the one and only. <laughs> well, well, that brings into it because I suppose, look, I had my wife on the podcast um, a while back and we discussed women in business. Mm. And like, I think that that, that gender gap is gone. Mm. Do you agree? Um, I think it depends on the industry, really. Mm. Like, I know we work with a lot of clients that would be your big life sciences companies or, you know, your big, your massive multinationals. And they're on a real trajectory to the whole 50-50 side of things, mm. you know. Um, very much, in, you know, about diversity and inclusion and things like that. Um, there are in some industries, there aren't in others. And I did listen to the to the podcast that you had with your wifey and it was lovely actually to hear the two of you chatting. But no, I think um, the industry I'm in is very female-led yeah. as such. Um, but then there's certain services within what we do, like Mark, we'll say, would head up the advertising side of things. And that's quite male heavy. Right. You know what I mean? Because it's a bit more salesy, whereas the PR and events is kind of a bit more kind of sell, 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 go, 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 yeah. you know, kind of chats and networking and all that kind of stuff. So I think it really just depends on the industry, but we're definitely making strides for mm. sure. Yeah. Um, all right. So getting into it. What we do here, obviously, we kind of try and give a small bit of advice. Obviously, we, we talk about East Cork, which we get onto in a while. Yes. You know, you and me in East Cork and West Cork. <laughs> but uh, it's just giving advice for, for people in, in layman's terms. So if you were giving an existing company some advice on marketing, what would be your main go-to? Um, if I was giving an existing company advice in marketing, what would be my main go-to? Yeah. Well, my main go-to would actually be to ask questions first. It wouldn't be go to Hopkins Communications. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant they're Jesus. already with Hopkins Communications. Oh, all right, okay. <laughs> all right, well, I thought you meant enough. if they're looking to do marketing and they come to you, what yeah. do you do? Okay, all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously come to Hopkins Communications. Right. Like, we're the only agency 
outside of Dublin, really, that is a full-service integrated marketing communications agency. And actually, to be fair, the Dublin agencies are very much of your umbrella brand and then you have sub-agencies within yeah. that. Whereas we're all working together on all of our services. So it's very much kind of uh, consistent and uh, creative on that front. So if someone comes to me looking for marketing, we start with the questions. We start with, you know, the, the five W's and a H, the who, what, when, where, how, you know, who's your target audience? Where are they? What are you trying to sell to them? You know, how have you in the past tried to sell to them? And... um um what your budget is as well um and i'm sure i'm missing something else there as well but yeah so you're kind of trying to create a persona of their target audience and then your biggest thing really is the call to action then so what are you looking for them to do are you looking for them to buy are you looking to build brand awareness are you looking for them to download a if you're an educational institute download a prospectus on the website are you mm. you know what are you looking to do and then from there then based on that persona, your budget and your your kind of goals and objectives, we then would base our campaigns around that. Um, so you could be doing anything from, you know, public relations, so a creative photo shoot and a press release to a launch event to, um, you know, paid and organic social uh, to programmatic display advertising online, TV, radio, outdoor, uh, press, my God, it sounds very expensive. <laughs> but that's the that's the beauty of working with ourselves is because we offer all of these services, we look at what you have, what your budget is, what okay. your goals are, and we'll actually tailor it and we'll go, okay, we're going to cherry pick the campaigns or the, the, the platforms that we use to give you the best bang for your buck. So okay. if you have two grand, we'll say, we'll say to you, okay, you have two grand, this is your goal, you know, this is how we suggest that you spend that money. If you've... 200 grand yeah. then we will say this is we you know have a, a calendar of events as to what we're going to do in terms of activity so that's good we worked all budgets that's what that's really good yeah good and good because i suppose with a company of your size yeah it might kind of scare absolutely companies and think like no nah, like i wouldn't be able to afford them yeah absolutely like i mean we have uh we have a client actually cape clear ferries um so they do the fastnet tours um so you can go from baltimore and skull out to to the fastnet and to cape clear island and do all this kind of stuff look at you sneaking in the west Corp promotion oh sh- oh god yeah no sorry about that you are unbelievable <laughs> sorry just, we, just we've had we've thing. had numerous conversations yeah, on yeah. this, I know. Um but they, they I've known them since I was a pop and they actually went to another agency who luckily I'm very good friends with mm. um and asked her to work with them and she got on to me and said, just to let you know, I told them to go to you. Mm. And I was like, I rang I rang her, I was like What's the story? I said, What are you doing going to someone else? And she said, Oh sure we can't afford you at all. <laughs> And I was like, of course you can. And I said, we worked all budgets like. And she, it took a few conversations actually to yeah. act, to help her realise that, you know, we're just because we have nearly 20 staff and just because we're the biggest agency in Munster mm. doesn't mean that we don't work to smaller budgets. And actually her budget wasn't that small. Right. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, it is. People do think that, but no, we're not. We're well, not that's a good thing big. to get out yeah. if anything else. Yeah. Um, websites. Yeah. How, impar- how like how important are they and how comprehensive should they be? Put it this way, um, I suppose 
there's no point in having a website if you don't optimize it and if you don't have fresh content on it and if you don't do your search engine optimization, all that kind of stuff. So it's like if Break you design that Break that down, Judy. Yeah. People have no so idea. So if you design a brochure, mm-hmm. right? And it just sits on your desk and you don't hand it out to anyone. Mm. Right? That's the same thing as creating a website and if you don't actually do all the technical stuff that goes with it as well. So your Google and and Jay is sitting here looking at me now and he knows he knows what I'm going to say. So you need to have fresh content on your website. You need to have certain tags on your website. You need to have um, you, you for Google to actually tick the box and say, actually, yes, Colbert and Co. do what they say. So your content needs to have certain keywords in it, like real estate or East Cork real estate or um, property, sales. property yeah. Uh, rental properties, East Cork, say, or you know, commercial properties, East Cork, domestic properties, East Cork, whatever you yeah. you. So you build that into your content, but your developers should also be building that into the back end with all your meta tags and all of that kind of stuff as well. So that anytime Google, someone does a search, and you come up and they click into it, it's ticking boxes. It's Google quality score. It's called kind of like a little net behind your website that yeah. has all these words and the minute, the minute yeah. somebody mentions them on Google yeah. your website picks yeah. up on it yeah so websites are important but if you're going to do it do it right okay. so some of our clients we would be doing ongoing search engine optimization if it's if their site is a really really kind of active site say if it's an e-commerce site or something yeah. like that um, is that a costly exercise because like that, that is probably another thing like you were saying like that's quite important for people in today's world yeah if they have a website to have that well that's something that you build in when you're building the site you know what I mean and then it's just a matter of going okay who's going to do our ongoing content so who's going to do our blog or are we going to do a live feed to our one of our social media accounts Mm -hmm. or you know are we going to go in and check it every so often just to make sure that everything is up to date Things so does like the optimization that. have to be done kind of like every month or is it kind of a... <laughs> you know yourself, it's like how long is a piece of string, but we would, there are some clients that we would be doing it for on a monthly basis, yeah. But anyway, going back to your original question, what are my thoughts on websites? Absolutely, have a website. But also, I think in this day and age, and I think you'll agree from a consumer point of view yourself that... If you're looking to buy something from someone, you'll check their website, but then mm. you'll go to their socials and you'll be like, okay, they posted last week, so they're still actually up and running. Yeah. And that was a huge thing. I hate to bring up the P word, but during the pandemic, there were so many companies shutting down that you'd always go to their socials to see if they're actually still up mm. and running. So I think it goes hand in hand that, you know, yes, you need to have a website pre- presence from a from a, a search point of view. So if people go into Google search, they'll see your website, they'll see your Instagram, they'll see your Facebook, they'll see mm. your, you know what I mean, etc. If you're doing sponsored ads, they'll see your sponsored ads. Um, so it's all just, it's all to it's help. It's amazing that some websites I go into know as well, they're not uh, mobile. Yeah, yeah. Radio yeah. or adaptable, and like, yeah. because they're made for the PC, whereas, I think the days of the PC are nearly gone, aren't they? It's all... 100%. They have to They have to work on smart devices. Mm-hmm. like So they have to be able to resize for those or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I also noticed on your website that you have a really cool one for your staff. Yeah, so yeah. kind of like GIFs. Yeah. 
Is that kind of like that kind of innovation stuff now on websites where it's going, where you got movement on it? And uh, yeah, like uh, yes and no. Like sometimes movement can slow a site down yeah, as well. So if there's ask. yeah, if there's video and stuff like that. But I suppose because we're a creative agency as well, we wanted to have something different for the team. It's very cool. Uh, thanks very much. Yeah, it was a bit of crack actually, yeah. and I think it shows the personality of each of the individuals mm. as well. So it's not just corporate head and shoulders. Do you know Especially what I mean? The one where it was like gone for sandwiches or something. Yeah, like yeah, sausage rolls. Sausage rolls. That's Love that's Yvonne. That she doesn't <laughs> she doesn't like her photo being taken. Love so that. we said we'd do that instead. <laughs> very good. Um, is it is it tough always coming up with kind of new fresh content or, or like do things tend to trend at certain times of the year? The, like the, yeah, there are seasonal things where you're like, okay, Father's Day is coming up, for example. You know, what are we going to do that's outside the box? Like sometimes people are very much rinse and repeat, and it just gets saturated. People mm. don't even see it. Do you know what I mean? So it's not actually tough. It's really fun to be have brainstorming sessions and come up with creative ideas, and then we have the backing then of actually delivering on the campaigns then as well from a technical point of view and mm. an experience point of view. You know, so you've got the two. It's it's fun. It is fun, to be what fair. What can you be? Does it, like, certain Depends brands? on the client. Yeah. yeah, like some clients, like we've worked with Brewdog now, I'm sure yeah. you know Brewdog. Um, and, you know, you can kind of be very creative and outside the box with them. And then you might have a very corporate client that would be very, mm. you know, you have to, like if it's Stay a medical client lines, yeah. or whatever, yeah. or a life sciences client, you have to be very like, these are the brand guidelines, do not, you know... Mm be anyway creative really yeah. like do you know what I mean yeah. um, but that's obviously a lot to do with legislation as well as I'm sure you know like yeah boring mm. um, <laughs> do, you, do you see like print media disappearing yeah. in the future or is it kind of always going to be something that's um, geez do I see it disappearing altogether well I, I just think that like I find like and I'm trying to get somebody on in the moment who won't be happy with me my next podcast in a while but like you know, in relation to newspapers and stuff, they're you know they're they're pushing them all online now, mm. so you can you buy your subscription mm. online. I just find that the print media, even with me you now with my brochures in the office, we're going yeah. to QR codes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the pandemic kind of the P word, as you call it. Yeah, I don't know what the problem was with the pandemic, but uh, well, you know, just people are sick of talking about it. Fair enough. Yeah, but like if. If those things are happening in my industry and it's, it's small enough, mm. is that kind of in the bigger picture? Is that happening as well? I think, in terms of press disappearing or print media disappearing, I think it all again depends on the actual mm. media house. So, like, there are so many creative things that you can do, say, from an advertising point of view, because obviously the advertising is their bread and butter, right? So, if they're not getting advertising, they're not going to last. Mm -hmm. So, I think by them being creative in their offering of their advertising packages, um, that will create a bit more longevity for them. So not only are they offering, we'll say, four for three deals, but they're also offering, you know, display ads on their website or social stuff or, yeah. you know, things like that. But also, you know, people still read the paper. Mm. People, st especially, we'll say, our parents' demographic. Yep. Um, and even a lot of kind of people that would be in the corporate space, you know, especially the nationals and the Sundays, they read their papers. Mm. You've got your frontline workers that will read your, read your red tops while they're having their lunch. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So and then you've your local people that are reading their locals to see if their face is in the paper or their daughter or their son or whatever, you know. So in the advertising side of things, there are really cool things that you can do from a point of view of the actual design of an ad that will incorporate both 
online and offline, right? Yeah. And say, for example, QR code you just mentioned there, putting a QR code in your ad, you know, driving them straight to the website. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But it could also be, you know, putting a QR code on your ad or even like Google do these, re there's, I was at this conference a few years back and, you know, you can actually put your camera phone over the ad and the ad actually moves on oh, your phone. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. So it's all about, I suppose, the the the, the press uh, media houses moving with the times yeah. and offering a fulsome package rather than just, here's your press ad, no lads. Yeah, they could both work hand in yeah. hand a little bit more. Yeah, right? yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Good idea. Um, what is the least costly but most effective promotional tool in your opinion? Again, depends on the client, but generally speaking, the least expensive and yeah, most cost effective would probably be public relations or paid social. Okay. So again, we would do, say, if you're launching Colbert has company, if you wanted to do a PR campaign on it or whatever, right? We would do a creative. Oh, like free advice. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's not news Perhaps newsworthy enough, but <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and crashing back on top. <laughs> yeah. So we would do a creative photo shoot with you and we'd probably have a podcast set up and we would take that photo, we would write a press release to go with it, we would find the unique selling points about the podcast as to why people should listen or why the paper or the online site or the radio station or wherever should cover you. We'd find a hook, write the press release, send it out to the media follow up to secure the coverage, pitch you in for profiles like we'll say, you know, profiles in the Examiner or the Echo or the Nationals or whatever, pitch you in for interviews to Red FM, 96FM, C103, Nationals again if you're, if it's newsworthy enough um, and that's kind of the PR side of things. So that is, you're getting editorial content there, right? Mm. So say for example, if you were to put a full page ad in the Examiner well, I won't say the examiner. Say if you were to put a full page ad in a publication, mm -hmm. let's say, for example, it costs a grand, right? Mm -hmm. That's one ad for one day, mm. right? And it's great. It should be part of a, an integrated campaign. But for PR, if your budget isn't huge, you could get a full page of editorial and it costs you, we'll say, f again, for argument's sake, a total of two grand for your PR campaign. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... If your budget is limited, PR is a good route to go. If your budget is not as limited, then you do an integrated campaign where you have a multiple uh, tactics that you would go with. The same goes for paid social, right? So again, most people I think know at this stage, posting on your organics or posting on your socials organically, they're very much paid for platforms, especially Facebook and Instagram right now. So less than 5% of your existing audience see what you post organically, mm. right? So it's pay for play really, right? So you want to be doing paid social campaigns that are dark campaigns, not just boosting. Dark. Don't, don't boost. Da dark. Dark, right? Oh, yes. The dark web. Now we're getting into it. Um, so a lot of people, right, what they might do is they'll post organically and then they'll boost it out to their audiences, right? Mm you're still very limited in who you're hitting with those audiences there, okay? So what we would do is we would set up campaigns in the background for the likes of Facebook and Instagram or any other platform and you would target 
the audience that you already have, plus people that are lookalikes, so they have the same kind of persona as mm. those people, and beyond that, right? So you're hitting um, a much, much wider demographic, but you're still hitting your target audiences. So you're b- doing it based on interest, you're doing it based on location, you're doing it based on age, if they're engaged or not, you know, if you're selling houses, that kind of thing. Um, and Dear uh, Lord. Dear Lord, right. Jesus, and and you're, I was thinking you're, I had a handle on social media. Wow. <laughs> and you're creating the content as well to go with that, right? So it's not just, it's the same with any ad. It's not just about the the tactics that you use. It's about the content and the messaging as well and the call to action, right? So, but again, you can run, you know, a campaign for two grand on paid social that will last you a couple of months maybe. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um, so again, it's it's they would be the kind of, the first go-tos, yeah. but again, it's very dependent on the client. So a client might come to me and they're looking to sell furniture down in uh, Kinsale Road Roundabout, their furniture store or whatever, uh, or in Kinsale Business Park, whatever, Tremor Road Business Park. Um, like there's billboards around there. Mm. People are down there anyway, shopping, going and getting their tiles, going and getting the kids stuff, going into the pet shop, etc., etc put some billboards up there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's very dependent on the client and what they're looking to do. Fair enough. Um, you worn out yet? Oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm, every day is a school day. I'm enjoying this. Good. Um, so why won't you move to East Cork? Well... What is your problem? James, I actually... You're um, on the hunt, like? I, I, I do like East Cork, whether you... Despite our conversations. Yeah, but we right? discussed this. I reckon I have to put a cove in front of everything. <laughs> So like if I'm selling a house in Killa, I have to call it Killa Cove because you know West Corkies yeah. I love the old. Jeez, I love a cove. Yeah, Sandy Cove. Or yeah, absolutely. Barley Cove. Yeah, yeah. So like I was looking at buying the 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 Coast Guard station in Roberts Cove. Yes, yeah, <laughs> um, and but yeah, look, I'm a water baby. I love being by the water. There's so water in East Cork as well. I go away really, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I suppose my like I've grown up going to Baltimore and West Cork and things like that and love it, absolutely love it. But when I'm not down in Baltimore, I am going to the beaches in East Cork. So Inch, Whitegate, all those kind of places, right? Mm So I am fully open to East Cork and living there, believe it or not, right? So find me a house. You require an awful lot into the properties, in fairness, when I post them. Yeah. You're, You're literally first or second in. Yeah. Until you find out it's in East Cork. Well, no, not necessarily. It's just it's just how close... Like, if I'm going to move to East Cork, I need to be by the beach. Alright. Do you know? Challenge accepted. Or in an area that I can swim that isn't a swimming pool. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Alright. No problem, I've got plenty so of... So there's your task there. If now. you could live anywhere... Oh, you probably answered it there. If yeah. you could live anywhere in Cork, where would it be? Well, I'd live west, but... Barley Cove. <laughs> Barley Cove. Something Cove. Something with a Cove, yeah. yeah. No, I live in Cove? I no. <laughs> I'm a cove. Sorry, nothing wrong with cove. It's by the water. Yeah, but it's not the, the, the like no. There's <laughs> too much traffic. N- no. There's too much traffic like in 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 the port. Do you know what I mean? Would you live in Ballycotton? It's a little bit far out, but I do love Ballycotton. But it's too far out. Like so, my thing is that I want to be close by to my parents. They live in Glanmire, so I want to be no more than 20 minutes away from them okay. kind of thing do you know what I mean so try Cove is perfect. try and hit that one there Cove it is <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, we'll yeah totally <laughs> See, see always, always be set always be closing <laughs> ABC <laughs> uh, 
So, uh, right. Promotion, mm. which is on your, your, your website. It's interesting because it covers everything when I look at it from modeling to uniform branding to mm. customer surveys. Is that a big part of the business? Yeah, so it kind of, again, has peaks and troughs. So we'll say years ago, we would have had a lot of promotions going on. So for the likes of your Jägermeisters, De Serrano, Tia Maria, um, Corona, um, if I can't even think, a gazillion other drinks brands. And then you'd have the likes of, we'll say, Riverview Eggs that you'd be doing in-store samplings and you'd have... Campbell's Soup or, you know, things mm. like that. Um, so it was very busy. And then with the pandemic, then obviously we couldn't do a lot of that because the pubs were closed. You know, you're trying to keep numbers down, yeah. all that kind of thing. But it's starting to, to build back up now again. So it is really good from a point of view of products. So if you're trying to get people to sample or you're trying to build awareness of your brand or you're trying to almost open it up to a new demographic that mightn't have been interested in it before, it's really effective. And again, it's another one of those things that actually isn't that costly. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, we've we've our we've our brand ambassadors around the country, um, and we have team leaders within that as well. So you're not just getting any old mm. one off the street that we're paying a couple of bob to like, do you know what I mean? These the surveys, because what you surveys, surveys yeah. is, I, I like the idea of it, right? And I, I actually thought about doing it a couple of times. I really fall down it because even when like, in my office, they always ask, you know, you should ask now, how they heard of you? When yeah, you, When you get the absolutely. sale But I find that kind of question, I, I don't know, I'm really, I struggle with it because in a way, I kind of feel like I'm asking him, come here, how did you end up with me, by the way? No, no. <laughs> how in the name of God did you find Jesus, me? Jesus, like, I'm some cowboy, you yeah. know? <laughs> <laughs> this was a bad choice for you. But anyway, how did you hear about me? You know, like, it's, I, I, I always ask it as well, as like, do you mind me asking? So you have the conversation with them, and then at the end of the conversation, you say, do you mind me asking how you found us? I just want to make a note of it to see if our marketing is working or mm. whatever. Do you know what I mean? But do you mind me asking how you found us? And nine times out of ten, it'll probably be Google or it'll be word of mouth or, you know, your a reel you posted on Instagram might have hit them or whatever. You know what I mean? It's it's very... But it's strange it, because, it's you see, in our business, it's about confidence. Yes. You know, you have to have that confidence Absolutely. that when you go in there, like, you know, th yeah. the reason you're there is because you're the best to sell in the house. Mm. I, I really struggle with that question of, like, how, how did you find me? Because it takes... It's like it's almost... It's a step back. Mm. No, I understand it because I, it it took me a while to kind of be able to say that as well. But I'm confident enough in my business and you're confident enough in your business that you're successful enough that you shouldn't have to worry about that. Mm. You know what I mean? You should be like, come here, before you go there, tell me, how did you find us in the first place? Was it online or was it word of mouth though, or whatever? when you're saying it, I'm like, no. There's yeah. no way I'm going to ask that question. Well, then it's something that you put into your paperwork mm. or it's something that it you... What's that? Do it at the end when they sell the house and do a great job. Yeah, but you also want to find the people at the start of the funnel as well. So those that don't necessarily sell, you don't sell to. Because that, that years ago, you used to kind of do that traffic light system. Yeah. Is that kind of, the, kind of where it funnels into in that. Yeah. If you're doing something, if you're doing print media or if you're doing, like you said, kind mm. of boosting posts or mm. if you're doing reels and things like that, if people are coming to your business because mm. of those things, then you, you invest more into that. Exactly. Yeah. Green light. And yeah. then... Green light. 
Yeah. Headline. If it's not working, <laughs> you just cut it and stop and say, right, that's that's it. It's not working at all. Nothing came you, back out of it. Like flyers for us yeah, is a big thing. Yeah. So door drops or mm. letter drops. If they we get a great kickback from them because, mm. you know, if you drop 2,000 of them, mm-hmm. you only need two of them to come in. Mm. And, yep. you know, they're There's more than for themselves. More than ROI, yeah, yeah. But that's a big thing. I think trying to find out what works for your company mm-hmm. is huge. And I think that that kind of comes Absolutely. onto that traffic system, doesn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. Questions. Yeah. And you have to kind of put your ego to the side mm. and, you know, f- ask the questions you need to know. Right, do you know you what I mean? Right. Just suck it I up and do it, James. Put my ego <laughs> to the side. <laughs> or just put it in a survey, like you said. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or get one of your, your uh, office staff to actually do a pre or post interview or post first meeting chat with them. Can, we, can I just do a quick, can I send you over there to... Yeah. Mary to do a quick survey. I have Mary. I just tell you now. Mary's are great. Research. Um social media. Yeah. We have you know Amy. Yeah. Amy is our social media lady. Um we have a handle on it, but it, it it's daunting in that there's just so many channels, platforms, portals. What what's and I know what you're gonna say, you're gonna keep on going back to what you start every conversation with like it depends on the business and it depends on the client. How long is a piece of string? But what yeah. like what is like briefly for us, I suppose, look, Instagram the way I see it, Instagram for us is kind of showcasing lovely properties. Mm. Your LinkedIn is for targeting professionals that mm-hmm. kind of own properties. Mm. Uh, and then your Facebook is more so for rentals. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's kind of, you know, that's just the way we've found it and that's the way with the feedback we've gotten from it. Yeah. Is is that it's not the same, obviously, for every business. But, no. like, you know, well, what are the most effective channels for people? Do you know what? It, it actually kind of is. You've mm-hmm. kind of hit the nail on the head there. Like, we, we all know that Instagram is very much a visual platform, mm-hmm. right? And it's kind of our demographic is on it. And we're the ones that will be buying houses. Mm-hmm. You know, LinkedIn is very corporate. It's actually one of the better platforms to post on organically and get reach mm. at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so it is a corporate thing. Again, so you have people that are selling houses or people that are looking to buy houses, right? Um, and Facebook then is a mixed bag in terms of demographic. But again, our parents' generation yeah. would be on that. There's a lot more so, sharing on yeah, Facebook. Yes. And groups. Mm. Like, groups are very, like, Mums of Glanmire, like, is as much as those kind of groups mm. don't necessarily resonate with me all the time. Sometimes I need that group. You yeah. know what I mean? Sometimes I have a friend who's looking to try and rent somewhere. And I need and to that's urgently. What rentals, you, they, yeah. they tend to share them a lot more, and that whereas they wouldn't on on LinkedIn no. or they wouldn't on, on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, you know. So um, I definitely think that you're right. It's all about the demographic, really. So yeah. you've got your, we'll say, your TikToks are the younger demographic. You've got your Instagram, which would be the next cohort. Your Facebook, or sorry, your LinkedIn then would be your corporates, and then your Facebook would be a kind of a mixed bag, but with an older demographic. Okay. You know. It tend, even when you speak to Jay and Obo, and I listen to Jay's podcast as well, mm. very good. Content is king. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I'm listening to Jay's, it, it tends to change very quickly. It does. Like it goes yeah. from like, you know, I remember last year or whatever, the year before, it was like, you know, it was all about Amy. He was actually saying, we need photographs. We need this. Yeah. You need interiors. Then it went to Video. videos. We yeah. need videos. We need videos. And then it stopped. And I was listening to Jay's one and mm. it was like, it was gone again. 
He yeah. was gone to something else. He was mm. gone from videos and like, oh God, who's using videos now? And mm. like, oh, me. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it, it is a quick changing it, it, like industry the, in that regard. I suppose. Uh, and, and that's very much down to the likes of the metas of this world mm. as well. Like, so as I was saying a while ago, like it's, you know, Facebook and Instagram weren't necessarily pay for play before, but now they are. Right. You know what I mean? Um, LinkedIn isn't necessarily pay for play, but you can and you do. Um, and you probably will have to down the future. You know what I mean? So yeah. in the future, even down the line. Um, but yeah, the tactics change. You know what I mean? You have to be like, you have to be working with someone who is on the ball. Like we, and this isn't a shameless plug, like, but we do a monthly blog on h-c.ie called Sparks which is all a kind of a recap of the month before in terms of what's new and digital or you know forecasting what's coming next month or trends for 2023 or whatever and you have to have a team that is constantly on the ball looking up and staying on top of everything and constantly retraining and upskilling mm. when it comes to digital because it changes so much mm. there's not enough hours in the day like do you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, and you have to have partnerships as well, like we would with Facebook or Meta and and the likes. You know what I mean? You have to have the insider information from them as well. Yeah. My God. <laughs> it's <been> exhausting, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah, I'm pretty exhausted now, <laughs> listening to myself. Ooh, a, we're all going to be... Joining up, up communications. Jay is probably glazed over because he knows all of this already. <laughs> um, finally, what advice would you give a company starting off? And by that, I mean as a startup. And I know you're going to say it comes down to costs and it's all about money and blah, blah, blah. No, no. But I suppose advertising, promotional wise, is it for, for you know, for real note, a company that's. They're just after taking a unit or they're they're gonna do clothes, they're gonna do food, whatever, and they're thinking it's on the main street of Middleton. What would be your advice for them to kind of well, get themselves out there more? What my advice would be is actually to look at the community around you and see how you can leverage that mm-hmm. and build relationships with those people. So if, for example, you're setting up a coffee shop, Main Street Middleton or whatever, go into your neighbours, introduce yourself you know, bring a little, a, a bunch of coffees into them or mm. some, you know, scones or whatever it is that you're selling. Um, do a, 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 an offer for your neighbours and say, okay, guys, you know, we're just new to the neighbourhood. We just want to let you know that we're doing a 10% discount for all of our neighbours. Nice. Start that way. Start People by people yeah. at the end of the day. And if you start building awareness, first of all, and loyalty based on how sound you are, mm. um, and... Obviously, the service itself has to be top notch or whatever for the demographic that you're targeting. But that's the f- the first thing I do is talk to the people that are around you. There are customers on your doorstep. Talk to them, work with them. If you're a gym, for example, opening up in a business park, offer a corporate rate to the business park. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You know, do a free workshop or something like that for the people around so there's loads of ways that you can do things without spending money yeah. but I suppose at the end of the day it's be sound mm. and do a good job <laughs> can't get better advice than that do you that know is, what like I mean is, but it's good advice for a company that are starting off and saying yeah. we don't have two grand or five yeah. grand or whatever to put into advertising it's great advice just 
work yeah. on your neighbours and work on your community and just get in with them first because ultimately, you know, come the winter time when it's raining and it's cold and people aren't walking up and down the streets, they're going to be your customers. Like Absolutely. They're going to be your, your mainstream of income. Yeah. So look after them at the start. Yeah. Nurture them. And, and word spreads, you mm. know what I mean? Like it does spread and and that's the first way, you know, if you are stuck for, for budget or whatever, that's that's the cheapest way to do it and the best way to actually do it. Whether you've budget or not, you should be doing that. Be sound. Be sound and be good at what you do. And on that note, Judy, thank you so much for being my guest today. Thanks, James. It's it was so lovely. Pleasure. I really enjoyed it. Very informative. Thank you. Tried my brain at times. Yeah. But my God, you have a wealth of knowledge and I can see why. Thank you Hopkins so much. Communications are the biggest company in Munster. Thank you. And I have to say, I've really enjoyed listening to your podcast as well. Like I met Joy. She and, mm. uh, and Amy Jane a couple of weeks ago and I was like, jeez, Joy, I didn't know half that stuff. <laughs> I'm absolutely blown away. It was amazing. Yeah. Like, and Suzanne and everything, like all of them that I've listened to are really good. So fair play to you for doing this as well because I know how much time it takes. So good on you. Thanks, Judy. Okay. See you later. Bye. Bye.